Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to a uh, special Healthy Nomics podcast with Sean Croxton from uh, undergroundwellness.com. Uh, I've been following Underground Wellness for a couple of years now, and uh, I can tell you that Sean is uh, truly very passionate about health, nutrition, and fitness. And, and trust me on this, uh, he definitely walks the walk. Uh, Sean has most recently published his first book, The Dark Side of Fat Loss, Uh, In the book, Sean reveals some truths on why many people struggle with losing fat. Uh, Beyond just fat loss, Sean's book is a complete code of conduct for healthy living and nutrition. Uh, Congratulations on the book, Sean. Uh, Happy belated birthday and welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much on on all counts, I should say. I appreciate being here and uh, you taking the time to do this with me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so firstly, uh, before I ask you you a few specific questions about your book, uh, tell us a bit about uh, yourself and, and underground wellness and, and how that started and came to be. Well, I, um, as a lot of people know, I, I went to college and I studied kinesiology. Uh, I did really well in my classes. was like the star student who would take the test in like five minutes and people would look at me like, oh, my God, you're done already? <laughs> yes. I study hard, you know what I mean? And with all that study, I thought that I was becoming this expert at fitness, nutrition, and health, and I thought that I knew everything there was to know about it. And then, you know, when I graduated, got a job as a personal trainer, applied that knowledge to actually actual real people as well as to myself i found that it didn't really work so well i mean it was all about the food guy pyramid uh six to eleven servings of, of grains per day low fat diets uh tons of cardio on and on and on mm-hmm. and you know that the results weren't quite there uh of course i blamed my clients for this you know they were cheating uh, they weren't doing their cardio they were lying and at some point i said you know what this is just happening a little bit too often <laughs> maybe there's something wrong with my approach here and um began to read uh alternatives sources of information and when I say alternative it was just things that were written by people who were working with other people and actually getting real results, you know, mm-hmm. not just somebody staying in the classroom saying, uh, here's what to do, even though they've never done it with anyone. Um, and so um took that information, ran with it, applied it to myself. I had a major depression and anxiety issue back then, probably because of my low-fat diet. Um, and gosh, things got so much better. I got leaner. My clients got leaner. They started feeling better and um, started taking that information to YouTube. And a year later, took it to Blog Talk Radio, and now I'm blogging, and now we have the book and the TV show healthy power tv and so it's all really um turned out pretty well you know not just for me but for everybody else who gets to, to use this information yeah that's great now i started following your site uh, i was living in london uk for uh three years and i started following i'm not sure how i came across it perhaps through um uh, mark sisson's site um, um but yeah so i've been following it for two three years now and i uh, you know, love it it's a great resource for me and you give me some good ideas for articles and so forth um, so let's dive a bit deeper into your, your new book here, um, The Dark Side of Fat Loss. Um, conventional wisdom says you lose fat to get healthy. Uh, in your book, you convince readers that you need to get healthy to lose fat. So what does that mean? Oh, that's that's my favorite line in the whole book. Um, <laughs> I liked it too. <laughs> from what I understand, I stole that quote from Diana Schwartzbein, uh, unconsciously the author of the Schwartzbein Principle. But, you know, as I, as I wrote in the book, I, I come across people who say, hey, Sean, I want to lose 30 pounds. And then when I start asking them, the question, them some questions, they say, oh, well, I've got insomnia, can't sleep, uh, I have no libido, I've got digestive problems, I poop every three days, I've got brain fog, all these other issues they mm-hmm. have, but they just want to lose 30 pounds. And so I say, okay, well, I can help you to lose 30 pounds. However, are you still going to be happy? 
being 30 pounds lighter, but you still can't poop, and you're still depressed, and you still have no libido. And, of course, they say no. And so what this is really all about is getting healthy. You know, when we get healthy, we're going to lose fat because the body's healthier. It's going to get down to that that, that, that place where it really wants to be. But we've, we've kind of lost sight of that. And what mm-hmm. we're trying to do is oversimplify things and, you know, just make it all about calories in, calories out. And, you know, as I also write about in the book, we, we go to our boxes. You know, whenever we try to set some goal involving our health, no matter what it is, we, we go to our boxes, and all that's in that box is diet and exercise. And even though it, it may have worked a little bit for you in the past, and you gained all your weight back, and it worked before, and you gained all your weight back, and so on, it's just like this cycle, And the, but it's the only thing that we, we know to turn to. And so what the book is about is, yes, you know, diet and exercise are very important. However, so too are sleep and digestion and stress and to reducing your toxic load and to getting your mind right. I mean, these this is like the recipe for success when it comes to health, but we're just focusing on two, and we focus on those two. We're kind of doing those two the wrong way, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked your point, too, about um, calories in, calories out, and how, you know, you, you weigh the same now as you did, you know, 10 years ago, and, um, you know, it's pure genius that you know you've managed to exactly balance the calories in calories out so it it shows there's something else going on right Yes, I should have been a math major, you know, and I and that's <laughs> I guess I steal stuff from all these different people who have been on my, my, my shows, and I just take a little bit here and a little bit there, and I yeah. take that from Gary Taubes, um, his idea of 20 calories, and I, I use it as 10 calories. Uh, when I yeah. graduated from college, I was 171 pounds, and 10 years later, I'm 171 pounds, and so, you know, if I would have over-consumed just 10 calories per day, which is one and a half almonds for 10 years, then I would be 10.4 pounds heavier today than I was back in college, but that is certainly not the case. And so what happened there? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So what happened? I, like I said, my body is quite the, the mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move on here. So um, in your book, too, you talk a lot about um, hormones and how vital roles that proper hormonal balance plays in fat loss, especially uh, leptin and insulin. Um, but But how does exercise tie into that balance? I mean, you talk about, a lot about diet, but how does exercise tie into that balance? Exercise is huge. I mean, exercise is going to make you feel good as far as uh, mood, of course. Everybody feels good when they're, they're working out. But exercise makes you more uh, insulin sensitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much every chapter in the book has something to do with insulin resistance because when we talk about hormones that are primarily responsible for fat storage and those two primary ones being uh, insulin and leptin, you know, you want to do anything that you can to keep your cells um, sensitive to, to insulin because if they're not, if they become insulin resistant, now you've got one of those situations where the, the chemistry within your body is such that the on switch for fat storage is just flipped on all the time. And as long as that thing's flipped on because your insulin levels are always high, then your fat burning is just pretty much shut down. The two are completely antagonistic. And so exercise is totally key for this. But the key, the, the real important point here is to make sure that people are exercising just enough. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people out there are over-exercising. They're doing way too much. And I'll give the example of, you know, the female clients that I've had who go to spin class every morning. 6 a.m., but their yeah. bodies don't change at all, well, that is becoming a stressor to that person's body. They're creating too much cortisol, they're, they're dropping their testosterone levels as a consequence, and they're gaining weight due to exercise, so you just want to do enough. Um, this isn't one of those things where, like, the more you do, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any truth to that. You want to exercise smart.
hard. And, you know, my book that I wrote isn't so much about exercise. I've been out of the personal training realm for the last three years, so I'm maybe a little bit behind on that. So Brett Klicka uh, over at Fitness Quest 10, my, my right-hand man, he went ahead and put together the uh, underground workout manual, which breaks down the whole exercise deal, um, all of the science behind it, as well as a 12-week workout program, five days a week, um, never doing the same workout twice, uh, complete with video instruction on how to do the different exercises. And I believe it's like... Um, Equipment's less than forty dollars. It's like a, a so things you can band. do at at home or oh yeah yeah, yeah an elastic band and, and a, a TRX door jam. I mean that's really all you need and yeah. your body weight in the floor. So yeah, we have that as well as an add on to the the dark side of fat loss. Perfect. Well, check that out here. Mm-hmm. Um, did, I, did I send that? Did I send that to you? You no, I I I've read the book. I haven't seen. Well, I've seen the okay. um your um the page with the the underground sort of workout program, but I haven't actually looked at the program itself, no. I will send it to you right now. Perfect. Word. Um, another thing, I mean, a big comment to the, from your book that I take out too is that if dietary cholesterol has nothing to do, has nothing to do with blood cholesterol and heart disease, um, but why do we continually receive advice from the medical world that states otherwise? <laughs> that's a big oh. one, and especially for me too, because I've my you know I've got a family history of high cholesterol, and you know you go to the doctor, and the first thing they say, they look at mine, they're like, well, you need to watch it. Um, it's not high now, but you know, watch your your saturated fats. So you know, you know, I've had that advice. Yeah, I mean, I was up watching the news this morning, and there was like a. Uh, commercial about potatoes, and they got this stamp of approval because from the American Heart Association because they're low in saturated mm-hmm. fat and low in cholesterol. And it's like, gosh, people, can we do, at least can we at least provide some proof for this? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> there, there, there really is no proof. Um, comes from Ansel Keys, un- unfortunately, who uh, did his six and his seven country study proving his own hypothesis that, you know, that the more saturated fat you consume, the higher your cholesterol is, and mm-hmm. that's going to cause your arteries to clog. But if you look at the actual 20, I think 21 or 22 different countries that he looked at, he just wiped out the ones that didn't fit his theory and, okay. so, and just kept the ones that did. It's, it's a really interesting phenomenon. Um, half the people who die of heart of heart disease actually have low cholesterol, and so I don't understand where we get this idea from. It's just something that we just accept because our doctors say it, and they say it on TV and all the food labels. It just gets repeated and repeated, and yeah, well, you know, we call it fear in the book of false evidence appearing real. And that's exactly what it is. And you know, my question is always, how does an old school food cause a brand new disease? I don't really get it. You know, the, the cavemen weren't worried about their saturated fat. I mean, we didn't worry about saturated fat until the last 50 years. Our, our great-grandmothers weren't worried about saturated fat. They lived to be old, and they didn't die of heart disease either. Yeah, you exactly. Look at old recipe book. I mean, old recipe books had, you know, bacon and grease and lard and, and butter and whole milk and all of these things that we think are just crazy these days. And they, they lived totally healthily and didn't have these problems that we have. Um, at the turn of the, the 20th century, Heart disease wasn't even taught in medical school because people weren't dying from it. Wow. Yeah, you can say, oh, we're living longer and things of that sort, but, but if you lived to an old age back then, you didn't die of heart disease. You know, you died of something else, and I, I don't get it. And if you actually look at the cause and effect, increased cholesterol is actually due to excess sugar and carbohydrates in the diet. Mm-hmm. It's backwards. Just do the opposite of what everybody tells you to do, and you'll be okay. <laughs> 
Okay, well, some good advice there. Um, moving away from the book, let's uh, let's get back to you a bit. Um, what positive changes have you noticed since following uh, the advice outlined in your book, which I'm sure you've been doing for years now, uh, and joining the dark side? Mood, mood. I used to be the most miserable person in the world. I used to just <laughs> shut in. If I wasn't, if I wasn't at work, personal training, you know, yeah. putting on my my fake high energy personal training act. I mean, I was at home just miserable. And um, adding fat and more protein to my diet has completely flipped that. Of course, I'm a human being, and we all have our ups and downs and whatnot. Yeah. But food is completely uh, different, and I, I just have this ability to stay lean without having to work out so darn hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 gosh, I probably haven't been to the gym, to be honest, in two weeks. I've been, you know, book launched and busy and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, I get in the shower every morning and I go, hey, man, you're still doing all right. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> not too bad, man, because I'm not loading up my body with foods that, you know, increase blood sugar, increase insulin, cause fat storage. You know, I just, you know, I eat foods that keep me full, um, higher in protein, higher in fat, not saying that this diet is going to work for everybody because we're yeah. all different. And uh, I feel great. I stay full. My body language is telling me that I'm doing something right, and that's really all I need. And then I can feel good and look in the mirror and go, damn, you're, you're still 171 pounds even though you haven't been to the gym. There's a lot of people out there who are consuming tons of low-fat products in the name of health, and these foods are high in carbohydrates, putting you in fat storage mode, and then you're spending two hours in the gym trying to burn them off. Well, hey, why not just stop eating those foods in the first place and yeah. just eat real foods and you don't have to work so darn hard. Yeah, and those foods are making you more hungry too, right? Your, your, yes. tax, your insulin is spiking and it's that whole vicious circle you talk about there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, stress is terrible for many aspects of our health and well-being. What do you do to keep your stress levels in check? I do what I love to do. Um, I do what I'm passionate about. I don't hate my job. My job's pretty cool. I do it all the time. Um, I was up at 6 a.m. doing it. I was up at 10 o'clock last night doing it. I, I don't mind. I, I freaking love what I do. And I think that's so important for a lot of people. They're, they're working at jobs that they freaking hate. I mean, that's that's a half or a, what is that, a third to half of your day being somewhere that you don't want to be. Yep. And um, I, I'm just not a huge fan of that at all. Uh, I have fun. I do stuff. I go out places. You know, um, when I'm working with clients, I say, and I look, I go through their forms, and one of the questions on there is, uh, do you feel lonely and isolated? And nine times out of ten, it's checked yes. And uh, I say, hey, when was the last time you went out and had some fun? Oh, you know, last Christmas, last Thanksgiving. I'm like, wow, it's 2011. <laughs> you haven't had any fun in a year? Yeah. I mean, we got to have fun. We always talk about the Asians and how they're, they're so healthy. One thing about Asians is they, they have a lot of community there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's a lot about family and community. I mean, you're right. I was in uh, India and all over Southeast Asia last year with my wife. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people, you know, they have no no money, yet they're very happy people because they, they enjoy things and have fun, and like you said. Yeah, I'm not interested in keeping up with the Joneses. Um, you know, I like to have real real relationships with real people, and I think that goes a really long way. I don't let my email own me. You know, a lot of people just let their email run their lives and their jobs run their lives, and that's not for me. And uh, just try not to live beyond our means because it just kind of takes away from our happiness. And there's some other tips I include in the book, but that's like my core stuff right there. Yeah. Um, and just the last little thing, what are your uh, favorite types of workouts? I know you do a lot of different things, you know, watching some of your YouTube videos, but what are your sort of favorite types of workouts or piece of equipment that you like to use? I love, 
I love like old school bodybuilding. Like yeah. I'll, I'll try, I'll try. I love to do interval training on like the step mills. I love that. That's my favorite thing <laughs> in the world to, to do. Um, I love to play basketball. I like to get creative and do some of the things that Brett and I do in the Friday Fun Day videos, uh, yeah. that stuff. But I always find myself gravitating back to the old school bench press and squat rack and shoulder press and things of that. So I don't know what. It's just it's just comfortable and I love it. However, I um, I want to break my routine a little bit, and so I froze my gym membership and I joined CrossFit the other day on my birthday I was like you know what I'm going to do ah. different for a couple couple months and make sure I do it safely and make sure I recover and you know not get into that beat your body down CrossFit mentality but yeah. um, I'm, I'm really excited about doing something different good stuff uh, well Sean thanks very much for speaking to us today and providing us with some great advice uh, let us again know where we can find your, your website and uh, your new book uh, undergroundbonus.com is the main hub. Uh, we've got my blog. We've got videos posted on there. This podcast page. You can also connect to the TV show as well. We have shows with uh, Dr. Thomas O'Brien, gluten expert, Mark Sisson, uh, Gary Taubes, a show with Gary, um, I'm sorry, David Getoff is coming up about water in the next week or so. Um, darksideoffatloss.com is where the uh, the book is and UW Workout Manual. If you just want the workout manual don't want my book for some crazy reason, go to UW Workout com and you can go ahead and pick that up. Perfect. Well, Sean, thanks again, and uh, thanks to everyone who's listening, and uh, we will talk to you soon, and uh, Sean, I'll touch base with you uh, after the call. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Please stand by.